Hello and welcome back to the Footy Fans Podcast. Andrew Sondor and Joe coming at you on a Wednesday night. It's Champions League Wednesday. We'll start there. Yesterday, the big game, Man City versus Leipzig. 7-0. Five goals for Haaland. I mean, the guy's picking up where he left off. The, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, his oh, Benzema just scored against Liverpool as I'm watching the game live right now. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. That, that game's done. 6-2 yeah, like for Real Madrid. Yeah, that's over. Yeah. Um, but back to Haaland. I mean, like, is this kind of like not a resurgence, maybe, because he doesn't need a resurgence, but like, do you think he can keep this form up now for the, the Premier League? Because the Premier League has kind of been like shaky the last couple of weeks. Yeah. On the goal scoring side. Yeah, like he hasn't scored a lot of goals, which is funny because of it's you know, it's like if he's not scoring a ton. It's like he's in a drought, but like anyone yeah. who would be in his position would be like, you know, it's like a dream, dream season. Uh, it's just the, you know, we, we were talking about it before where it's like, oh, like all his goals, he was just like there and he just kind of like tapped them in. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, there was the PK, um, but then all the other ones, it was kind of just like right place, right time thing. But the whole narrative of like, Oh, he was just in the right place at the right time. Like he's done that for how many of his goals? So it's like, yeah, um, a lot of it is just like, you know, striker, striker instincts. Um, And I think why, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to him. Um, Because like no other player is just in the right place at the right time that many times. So Mm -hmm. you got to, you got to give credit where credit's due, right? Yeah. And like I saw a stat, like what he has thirty nine goals and thirty six appearances. So like you said, like uh, yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> so like you said, it's like any striker would like that's like a dream season already for a striker. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> is what it is, right? They just run over Leipzig. Um, I think we'll have to see because what they're going to the quarters now. Yes. So we'll see who they draw. Um. Yeah, he just has to bring it in the quarters as well and the semis. Um, because you know, historically they always go out um in either of those two rounds. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean by now they'll they'll take all the goals they can from him, whether they're tappings or not. Um, like you said, he's in the right place at the right time for a reason. It's not like anyone could do it. If anyone could do it, they wouldn't have went and bought Howland, right? Yeah. So no. yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things that you can't you can't teach someone to stand there, you know, yeah. like it's just, you, ha- you just have a good knowing you have an inkling of where to be on the field as a striker. Yeah. And he does mm-hmm. possess that obviously and at a young age too, which is pretty wild. Like you yeah. see like a crafty, a crafty veteran guy usually has like the, like the tap in goals and it kind of knows like it knows where to be at the right time. Mm-hmm. But for him to be doing this at 22 years old. Yeah. It's dangerous. See. Like he's got yeah. a lot of time to play still. Yeah. The anticipation. Yeah. Game knowledge is just like crazy. Yeah, and we'll, so this game's in the 80th minute now. Liverpool are now with 15 minutes. Um, what teams are eligible for the quarterfinal? And then I think the is it another draw or is it just kind of like match up like a bracket? I kind of forget. Mm-hmm. Quarterfinals? I th- is it a draw? I, I think like so. I feel like it's a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I think it might either be tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday. Um. They'll do all the mm-hmm. matchups and everything. Yeah. But 
Um, just to continue on Champions League real quick, Chelsea beat Dortmund last week, which was like my highlight of the season by far. Yeah. We'll talk more Chelsea later on in the podcast, but I just want to get it right away. That performance against Dortmund was what I've been dying to see all year. I don't want to say Chelsea's back. There's no way. I know they won against Leicester in the EPL. <laughs> no way. No, they're not back. Let's just, let's just make that clear. They could lose two more games versus the season, four more games maybe. But just from the short term, watching them play the way they did against Dortmund was... It, it brought a tear to my eye because I'm like, this is how they should be playing the entire year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was the backs up against the wall kind of thing. It was Dortmund away, which is one of the hardest venues to play at in, in all of Europe. And for them to come up the way that they did and put the pressure on them the way that they did... I was very surprised, first of all, mm-hmm. but then for them to like maintain that and keep it going and then like keep it going and going for the rest of the game, it was um it was a huge performance for Graham Potter, I think too. Yeah. Um, he didn't really make that many tactical changes. He just had more guys that were healthy. Yeah. Finally. Um, mm. so he can kind of plug and play guys where he wanted them, and same in the Leicester game. Again, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, just Dortmund versus Chelsea. I was I was blown away by that performance. Yeah. So they're going to progress the next round. It might be their only way of getting Champions League football next season is if they win the Champions League again, <laughs> like what happened a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm along for the ride. If they can, if they can keep doing it again, it's it's two games, right? Home and away. Yeah, you just got you just got to show up those two days, and if they can pull it off, then that's that's huge. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, no, it's good to see them like put in some performances. I mean, we can get into them in the league. Um, you know, still sitting tenth. But still ten. I was gonna say it. They're still ten. Um, <laughs> they're not lower and they're not higher. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it's good to see them put in performances. Uh. I was even telling uh Brian actually after they won, like, oh, Andrews are gonna be so pumped that they like put in some performances Dude. against Berman. Um. It was nice. Yeah. So it's one of those things, you know, they got to keep the momentum going. Uh, and just like just start getting results and build that confidence. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's just like getting the ball because like again, it's it's just goal scoring is what it comes down to. They're not getting blown out like when they lose, they're not getting crushed five nil or something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah. Like it's really close games when they lose. It's just the goal scoring part of it. Yeah. So to get Havertz on the board, to get Zhao Felix on the board, uh in the game against Leicester, Mudrik had a goal just to allow from offside, but him just just to him to watch the ball go in the net mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. Right, because that's what's that's been hurting this team all year round, and even since the new transfer, that's what's been hurting the team. It's just goal scoring. So yeah. just from a forwards point of view, from a guy who knows about scoring in our domestic little league here, when you see the ball go in the net, it's like a huge weight off your shoulders. No matter how yeah. the, the how, no matter how the ball goes in either, it can go off your knee, your chest, your butt, whatever it is. Just to watch the ball go in and tickle the back of the mesh. That just it's huge, yeah. And I think the floodgates kind of maybe opened up in the game against Dortmund, and then since then they scored three against Leicester, which it's not really saying much. I mean, everyone kind of scores against Leicester, but um, yeah, just to keep the runner form going. Hopefully, it's gonna be it's gonna be good for them. Um, who they got coming up? Actually, I don't even know. I think it might be a bye week this weekend. Everton. Oh god! Yeah, See, that's, Everton. A scary, that's a scary game though. Everton at home, it's yeah. still scary because Everton's got everything to play for. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that one goes. It'll be Everton's got everything to play for, and Chelsea doesn't have 
a ton to play for in the league. <laughs> I know we're just chilling in tenth again. Like we got a we got a win, and we're still in tenth place. It's just we can't get out of this rut. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, draw two losses, two wins. <laughs> yeah, very tenth, like we said before, very tenth place team. But no, yeah, if they can keep this trend place, going, if they can keep this okay. trend going, I mean, it's not out of the realm. Maybe Europa League, if they just went out the rest of the year, maybe get a draw here and there where they should have lost in the past. But mm. it's still a daunting task to like get back up there. They're only, like I said, the only hope is to, the only hope is for them to actually win Champions League. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, yeah. again, they can get a lucky draw. They can just win two games or, you know, see out a couple of draws and get a PKs. This team's very capable of doing that. Yeah. yeah. No, they they obviously show that they can. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know who's actually like pegged for the favorites for Champions League, but, you know, you got City, who's clearly on fire, uh, Bayern um, and Real, who's always going to show up to play. So that's probably um, your top two. What's that? So that's probably your top two right there. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, but, you know, like we saw you can't write off any like big team in, in Champions League because it's it comes down to the two legs and then just the final game, right? And anyone can show up for a big game. And yeah, when it comes to the final, like no matter who you are, you're gonna show up. I'm saying it right now. If for some reason, some way Chelsea and Milan get drawn in the next round, we're gonna have Phil on the podcast and either yeah. do a live stream of the game or something, <laughs> or have him on like immediate yeah. reaction the day of. Yeah, because I, I gotta watch the game with him because he's the funniest guy to watch in the world with like his team that are actually like yeah he's invested in the game. He is the most like you think I'm scatterbrain and like passionate about Chelsea. He's like up here. Yeah. Oh, if we can get if if they get drawn together somehow in this quarterfinal match, we'll definitely have to get something going with Phil because yeah. it'll be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> definitely um, doing a live stream of the game. Yeah, somehow we'll we'll do something because it would just be it'd be incredible. Yeah. Um, just to switch now back to the Premier League. Uh, let's talk about Liverpool. Yeah. And like I said, the game's on right now against Real Madrid. They're losing six two aggregate, so I think their Champions League run is going to be over for this year. Not surprising in what's happened recent form with this club this past season and just them sitting, um, sitting sixth. in sixth place. Yep. It's a weird six. Like it, it's been like it that's is. new territory for them. Yeah, you know, three Get three me. wins in the last five kind of boosted them up a little bit more. But yeah, them and... they've been very tenth, ninth, eighth for almost the entire year. Kind of with Chelsea too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Newcastle's had like a kind of a rough stream of games. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, new, it the is Newcastle. The Newcastle draws are finally like catch up, like catching up. Yeah. Um... Yeah, very, very weird position for them. Um, but they're like crawling back up to the table. Uh so I, I don't envision them making Champions League, but we'll have to uh we'll have to wait and see. I mean they could like it depends how Newcastle like it's it is pretty tight between Spurs, Newcastle, Liverpool. Um even Manu, like um that gap's not totally yeah growing between them and spurs as of yet um mm-hmm. so it is it, it is open like you know it's not like spurs uh like no disrespect to the spurs and newcastle but like i doubt they're gonna go unbeaten like the rest of the season so they will drop points 
Yeah. And it's just about Liverpool dropping less points. Yeah. Yeah. And Newcastle with one to two games in hand, depending on which team you match up against. So they mm-hmm. can get two wins on the hop against United. Sorry, against uh, get two wins on the hop against Tottenham, let's say, and that'll propel them three points up. Yeah. Right, just in, in those two games, and that'll actually put them ahead of United as well. Um, right. But just in Liverpool point of view, it's like how do you go from a seven nil shellacking, let's just call it that, against United, yeah, and come back and lose to Bright, uh, lose to uh, Bournemouth away. Granted, Bournemouth away, not the easiest place to win. The Vitality Stadium, it's known to be tough. Yeah. But you you beat Manchester United seven nil, one of their worst losses in history. Yeah. And then you lose to Bournemouth your your first game back. Well, I think it's worth like, like how does that happen? The game after a big win is probably like your most exposed game. Yeah. Right. No, we've seen it. We definitely have seen that before, but just talking about the situation in particular, it's like, how can you just drop down to that level of competition when you just rose to the occasion against United six days ago? Yeah. I think it's like the telltale sign of their season, right? Just like up and down. Um I guess, yeah. <laughs> if they were, if they were in contention, if they were first, second, third, could probably be a bigger storyline, yeah, than what it is. Um, I don't hear many pundits talking about it. It's just one of those games again. Like, yeah, it's it's Bournemouth away again. It's it's one of those tight games. They're eighteenth place. They're trying to fight for everything to stay alive, and you just walk in there. Maybe, you know, you're you're. You know your chest is a little high, your chin is a little like pumped up a little bit. You just beat yeah. Manchester United seven 0 and then you lose to Bournemouth one 0 Yeah, it happens. It definitely happens. But it's just one of those things. Like, how does it happen? Like, how can you just visually look at this game and say, how do you lose this game? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, but like you said, I think the fact that Liverpool's sitting where they are, it's like less of a storyline. Um, because if like Arsenal did it. Um, definitely right, be yeah. a, big, a bigger talking point, but yeah, very, very strange. But again, you know, I think Liverpool is still in that phase where they got to figure out what's happening this season and like regroup for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll squeeze into Champions League. We'll have to see like that. Obviously, that's the goal for them this season. Um, part of me thinks they'll do it, um, but we'll have to see. Yeah, you mentioned Arsenal just now, Santo. They're uh, on a five-game win streak in the Premier League since that loss to Man City, where they lost three-one back in February the fifteenth, beating our uh, beating Fulham three-nil um, at Craven Cottage. Uh, it's it was a good win for them. Uh-huh. Um, Gabriel Jesus is back, which is nice to see. I don't know if he actually made an appearance in this match um, as a substitute or not. Did he come in? Um, yes, he did. He got some touches. This is his first game back since his injury from the World Cup. So if there's ever a time that Arsenal could have, you know, a presence up front, like Gabriel Jesus or play the wing, wherever he's going to play, now for the home stretch of the season, would be he's done a great job for Arsenal um, in his in his replacement since the World Cup. Yeah. But um, for them to get back, Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Jesus now. I mean, it's just going to solidify their position. I think for the rest of the year, because he'll you get think? he'll get more starts. I mean, like again, he oh, yeah. off the bench today, but or last week, but he'll get more starts coming up, and then I'm sure he'll be the full time starter, maybe by one or two weeks, and like, from now, yeah. Um, 
that's gonna be huge. Like him at the beginning of the season, he was getting hat trick, hat trick, two goals. Like he was almost on like yeah. a Haaland kind of run. His first few appearances with Chelsea, or oh, for uh, Chelsea, God, I wish. His first few appearances for Arsenal, but um, to get him back now, like I said, like what, like good timing for yeah. for the club. Yeah. Um, no, and I think you know that's going to be a really big push for them to try and finish at the top. Um, you know, the fact that they have they have options now, I think it's going to help them with their their running of games and being able to like keep City back, but. You know, like we've talked about before, neither of them are privy to or immune to uh, to dropping points. So it's going to be one of those things. It's going to, I think, it's. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to the final day again, like it did last mm-hmm. year. Uh, you imagine not that? surprised at all? Yeah, just again, I think it's, it's probably going to like Arsenal's. Like they're really consi- like cities. If anything, is the one that's obviously less consistent than Arsenal. I think it's five points right now, though. It's five points. Yeah, but like City's just so weird this season. I level, have no idea. Level on games, level on games played five points. It's like I've City's just weird <laughs> this season. I don't know what it is, but um, I feel like they're not like totally in control of games. Sometimes Arsenal, I feel like Arsenal gets a better stranglehold on games, and it takes it takes more to beat Arsenal. I think mm. this season. Um, oddly, but like I know City did beat them. Um, I think like you said, if City come out and beat Arsenal, um, whenever they play again next, I think end of April, mm-hmm. um, that'll make it really, really tight. Um, obviously if that game goes Arsenal Arsenal's way, I think it's gonna be done and dusted. Um, because uh, I think after that game they'll probably you know have one hand on a trophy and just the way they're playing the season, I don't see them dropping a lot of points between that game and the end of the season. So it'll be interesting, yeah. but you never know. You never know what happens. And my, my takeaway from, from that discussion about you saying that Arsenal is harder to beat in the last, uh, Oh, I just had it up here. Um, so Arsenal be born with two matches ago in the Premier League, three, two. And that game, they were down two nil at one point. Yeah, they're down. They're down two nil in the 60th minute, and then they clawed one back, and then they kind of kept rolling from there, and then they scored actually in the 90th minute, sorry, 97th minute. Uh, yeah. Reese Nelson scored to win the game against Bournemouth. A few weeks before that, against Aston Villa, down one nil, they claw one back, they tie it. Down two one, they claw their back and tie it, and then they win the game four two. That is something that Arsenal has going for them that they can actually be down and claw back. Man City, yeah. they. I don't see them. I don't see that happening for Man City. They either yeah. get in front and score right away, and they win the game. But yeah. if they get down one or two goals, they kind of get into panic mode sometimes. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of the separation. Like it's Arsenal has that grit to them. I'm not saying that Man City is not a gritty team and they don't know how to win because clearly they have won the Premier League before. Not based on winning every single game, they have done this. The you know the thing where they claw back yeah. and they they score goals. But this season in particular. When Man City goes down, they find it hard to come back. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, it's just—I think it's maybe because their players are so world like world class still, and Pep is a world class uh, coach. That I feel like they—they they don't want to win dirty. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where Arsenal's just like, yo, let's just give everything we got. We got to fucking score. <laughs> we gotta, yeah, we're, yeah. We're losing two one. Like we yeah. got to give everything. Get get ten guys ahead of the ball and everyone up in the, into the box and let's just go. I think that's the difference. Yeah, 
and I don't know what the stat is this year. I know last year, I think every, besides the final day when they won, I think every other game that season when, where they were behind, they either lost or tied. They never won until yeah. the last day. Um, when they beat Man City, uh, you're saying, right? Yeah, Man City, when they beat uh, Aston Villa on the last day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're down so two nil though. Were they down two nil at that point? Uh, yeah, they, they were, were losing two nothing. Yeah. Like what a game! <laughs> what a game to come back after. Yeah. That, eh? Yeah. Like you literally have to. Yeah. Oh God. So yeah, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be juicy. I think everything's gonna be juicy. Title race is gonna be juicy. Yeah. Champions League relegations. Yeah. Can because I think last year it was the first time ever that the title, Champions League, Europa League, and relegation was all being decided on the final day. Yes. Um, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this uh, could we get the same storyline this year? We'll see. I've, oh. I'm what I kind of hope not. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, it's, I just think. I mean, a five-point gap, a lot has to go right. Because even if Arsenal drops a game and Man City wins, it's they're still up, you know? Yeah. Like, and we know in the in the Premier League, that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Like, it's it's very, like, when you look at projections and things that have to go right for certain scenarios, very rarely does it all kind of work out. Yeah. Like Arsenal's got to lose this game and City's got to win and like two draws got to happen for either side and like all this kind of things kind of go together with only 11 games now to play. And I feel like Arsenal, did we, did we discuss that Arsenal might have the easier schedule? Arsenal the hardest schedule. I kind of forget um, in the home stretch. We, we talked about it before. Yeah. Um, between sure. two teams. I think Arsenal have it harder. They got, um, I feel they have Chelsea again at towards the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, they still got they got Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, City, obviously Newcastle, Brighton. Um, it's a lot of top ten teams right there. Yeah, and then City. Uh, their last run in, yeah, it's easier. They got like Southampton, Leicester. Yeah, they like they have Chelsea and Arsenal are like the only like top teams. Mm-hmm. So no, it definitely could happen. I I don't I don't I don't doubt it. I mean I don't want to say the the strength of schedule is kind of what's dictating the season so far. I don't want to yeah. take things away from Arsenal because they have played like unreal. Yeah, and like, we we've seen it. I mean their losses are against Man City, Manchester United, and then the one loss against Everton, which yeah. is kind of like a one off, and. In that position at the top of the table, you have to win the games you have to win, mm-hmm. and they've done it so far, really. Yeah, like if you can kind of battle it out with the top teams, um, that you're really competing with, and get some positive results, or maybe get a loss here and there, it might come back to hurt you in the end because, like, that head to head is obviously what kind of matters. Again, yeah. the biggest game that's going to happen is that one later on in April, um, mm-hmm. against City. That's yeah. gonna be massive. Like that's gonna be like a definitely tune in to watch, you know, market calendar kind of game. What's the date of that one? Uh April twenty sixth. April twenty sixth. So just over a month away from now. That might be a title deciding game. Yeah. Because Absolutely. let's just say it's still five points away from that point. Five points difference from that point on. When like when that game comes up, Arsenal wins, boom, eight points with maybe five games to play. That's gonna be a tough hill to climb for Man City. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, but 
you know, if if they get the win and it's like a two point gap, literally on the, flip, weekend, on the flip side, yes, yes, on the flip side, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to have to see what happens, but it's gonna be exciting for sure. Mm-hmm. Damn, <laughs> I love this game, man. I love this game. Yeah, I really, I really do. Um, let's look at the upcoming schedule. So yeah, the game just finished between Real Madrid and Liverpool. Liverpool are gone from Champions League. So the only Premier League remaining sides are Manchester City and Chelsea, which it made me they can be in the final again. Have a little redemption for Pep. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine? I don't know. Um, we'll have to see how the the draw and the table shakes out for that. But upcoming schedule for this weekend. Um, uh, match also match today actually was Crystal Palace and Brighton that finished one 0 Brighton. Match Friday, your St. Paddy's Day special, Nottingham Forest and Newcastle. Match between Liverpool and Fulham is postponed. I must be because they played today. Yeah. Um, so then maybe we'll play it on the. So. Um, but then uh, rest of the Saturday it looks like Brentford and Leicester City, Southampton and Tottenham, Aston Villa, Bournemouth, Wolves and Leeds, Chelsea, Everton, like we said. And then. Yeah, Man City and West Ham is postponed, and Brighton Man U is postponed because Brighton probably played today. So that po- that's I mean, there's a whole a lot of postponements. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's because City have the City had champs, maybe. Or do they play FA Cup? or this FA Cup on the 18th? So that might be why. Oh, that's uh, okay. that. So it's yeah. FA Cup weekend. That's why. Okay. Um. Yeah, Man City versus Burnley. On the 18th, I kind of forgot Burnley was even a relevant team. Uh, sitting down there in the in League One, yeah. Um, and then Liverpool are they still in FA Cup? No, so yeah, Liverpool must be because of today's Ooh. game or Fulham, possibly. It's Fulham. <laughs> Another <laughs> talking about okay, the Fulham, FA okay, Cup, so Fulham, um, Fulham and United FA Cup on Sunday, yeah, that's what it was. So Fulham and Man United. Yes, they did. And you know what? Sheffield actually beat Wrexham. I know. So that game, so... Sheffield United versus Wrexham would have been versus Tottenham. And Sheffield came out and beat them. Yeah. It could have been Wrexham. <laughs> Last minute. Been Wrexham. Oh. Oh, that game, that, I had heart. I mean, yeah, I know we cover Wrexham like, oh. you know, every pot or so, but like, that was heartbreak for me. Like, I was watching that game live. It was on mm-hmm. Sportsnet. And I was like, this team's not going to see it out. It's something like something's going to happen. I just know it. <laughs> like ninetieth minute, like, of course. Like yeah, just but, lose uh, the game. I mean, uh, crazy game. But like Sato said, like if they progressed, because what they're sitting, oh, they're actually sitting first in the league right yeah, now. Yeah, they've been killing it uh, recently. Yeah, one point, like they're one point ahead with a game in hand, which is huge over Notts County. I mean, it's good. Like Sato said, if they were in FA Cup. It might like detract from what they got to do in the league. True. The um, big, big picture is just getting out. Yeah. Yeah. The money's nice. So, yeah. Like, the money, the money, nice, the money would be nice, but yeah, the money, the story, the exposure, because uh, they're getting games on ESPN in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then obviously the sports night, sports night here in Canada kind of picked the game up too. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, for that, yeah, like I said, their main goal and their main target is just to get the hell out of, North League One, whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. And uh into actually some competitive football leagues and see where they can kind of go from there. Yeah. 
Um, I did see that Ryan Reynolds sold on his companies for like 1.3 billion. So that could give like a boy uh, to the team. But yeah, sitting first, that's huge. Um, hopefully they come out and it'll make the documentary a lot better. Okay. Can Paul Mullen play like in the Premier League? Do you think? Well, he like, like I, mean, I know he can. Like he, like, he, like he technically can. But is he like from his goal scoring tally last couple years? Can he score goals in the Premier League? Can he be a number nine for you know Bournemouth or somebody? Um, well, because I know they were like one of the guys was saying how because he I forget I think it was in League One at the time. And they were saying we have to make like a good offer to Paul Mullen because he's like a championship level striker. Mm-hmm. So there's not much separating him from like the Premier League. So like it's not. No, I mean totally out of teams in the relegation yeah. battle. Like you know you got to score goals, so they'll be looking at anything. But yeah, he's probably like what's, just what's crazy to me is like what separates him from the. Okay, the worst the worst striker on Southampton. I don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the the least best striker on Southampton. What separates Paul Mullen from that guy? Probably not a lot. Not a lot. Like that's just that's just so crazy. Yeah, yeah. He just gets goals, man. He's fit. He knows how to play. He can score. He's got finishing ability. Like yep. and yeah, he's playing five leagues down. But like you put him on a Southampton, and it's like why can't he score these goals? Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's just, it's again, we, we talked about before the separation between leagues and like, you know, quality of player. And I get it. Like you're, you're kind of just, you're an outlier against your competition. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's like he's yeah. a championship player playing in the North League. So he's three leagues better than what he's playing against. But that doesn't take away his like technical ability and his skill. Right. Just yeah. to score goals. Agreed. Yeah. So it, it is just mind blowing to see like the difference between like what a championship player is to like a league three player to Premier League player. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I'll I'll love to see him get a tryout. I mean, he I think he's 28, 29 years old, so yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But yeah, I mean, you're putting up thirty something goals in like a season. That's like anywhere. that's huge. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel, I feel like Rexham's got to lock him up though. Like they won't let him go. <laughs> oh no, I I doubt it, and I don't think he would leave anyway. Yeah, from like what he's getting out of the exposure with the with the whole TV show yeah. and stuff, and no, I yeah, don't think I, don't, I, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So again, that kind of wraps up your your EPL schedule, and then Arsenal and Crystal Palace on Sunday, the nineteenth. Arsenal playing at home. Yeah, against Palace, a little London derby there again. Crystal Palace losing today against Brighton, so they've kind of been sliding a bit too. I, I like yeah. I like Palace. Yeah, um, they've just always always been there, always been competitive. Yeah, I mean, since I've been watching footy, like they've been kind of there, like them and like Stoke were like my two teams. I'm like, okay, they're kind of always like thirteenth. Yeah, like, yeah, they're just they're just very there, and they outlasted Stoke, which is nice because <laughs> Stoke's such dirty little dirty little place. Yeah. Um. But yeah, three losses in a row for Crystal Palace, so they've been sliding a little bit. They're in that twelfth place spot. I forget who mentioned it, but yeah, only three points separating twelfth from eighteenth right now. Mm-hmm. That's move. That's that's move and shake territory. Yeah, and, and the relegation sure. battle for sure. Yeah. Um, 18th is Bournemouth. 19th is Leeds. Southampton in 20th again. Southampton gets one win and they're out of that spot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it can it's happen. Tight. It could happen. It's very tight. <laughs>
Any team from 18th to 12th can get relegated this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to the final day. I guess. Seven teams. Yeah, no, it, it definitely will. Um, are we good, boys? We're good. Yep. All right. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and for listening. Get the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're posting our shorts on YouTube. We're posted on Instagram as well. And Twitter, you can find us there at footy underscore fans, P-H-A-N-S. And as always, we will tune in next week after all the week's action. See you, Rod. See you. Ciao.